I'll work you out, get you right with your physical. Always just another interlude. Asking all the questions, girl, you know I don't do interviews. It's pitiful that when I'm with them other bitches, I pretend it's you. Oh, you work at Coles, you in dental school. All right, so this topic. <laughs> All right, we want to bring this to the floor. Um, Miguel of Frank Ocean. And when we talk about this, when we're talking about this battle, not even a battle, uh, <laughs> this comparison, contrast, everything that what we're trying to do with these two great artists. Yeah. Mind you, I have to throw in there great so nobody be like, you think? Nah, they both make they good both music. Great. Both great. <laughs> Honestly, honest opinion, no biases. Who has the better catalog? Who is probably has the better vocals? And yeah, I have to say that better catalog and better vocals. Not, I don't want to say in the sense to say be better artists because people get carried away with that. I mean, that's going to be the uh, ultimate man. question anyway. But it's, it's kind of like, it's really hard. Like if you take Miguel out of the music scene right now, like if you, honestly, if you take both of them out the music scene, do you think there still be life in that, in, for, for that area of R&B where The Weeknd, Miguel and, Frank Ocean fall into that category of R and B D. If you take both of them out, I mean, if you take both of them out, I think, I think you lose probably the. I think you lose. I think you lose the OGs of that area of R and B. I don't think it's. I think I don't think it's dead. Just because I think R and B is consistently growing and getting better, which is great. So I don't. I don't think any area of R and B is truly, truly lacking. If you're uh tapped into all the music that's out there but i think they're both um they're both masters of that of that sound and that arena of r&b i'm not sure what you would call it i don't know if there's a name for it but that kind of i don't also but i also don't know if i would put frank and uh miguel in the same genre of r&b as the weekend i don't know because the weekend is more what well, the weekend is also music completely different artists before. So um that's the difference. Both of their music kind of covers the same in a in a sense, some of their music kind of covers the same subject matter as far as drugs, sex, you know what I'm saying? Well, I like Frank more than Miguel. I mean Miguel talk about it, but Frank is more parallel to the weekend than Miguel is. Subject yeah, okay. Yeah. Well um I mean, I, I guess, I guess, I guess that we doing it loosely because I mean, I feel like it's artists that's coming up that's kind of falling into that that category as well. So I, it's and R and B itself as a as a subgenre of music is still very fluid in sounds and and all of that. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to say, but um, yeah, I, I think it'd still be alive to answer the original question. But I think it's I think it's tough because I don't think people kind of realize how parallel the two's careers have been in a sense. They they're actually way more parallel than people, you know, want to give credit for from a standpoint of when they both came out. Um, when they both kind of I would say reached uh, a status hit that, hit that peak of like this is main this is their mainstream music. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you okay. think, cause Channel Lawrence and Classical Dream both dropped in twenty twelve. Think about that. So, and those are both. I don't even know. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. That's, that's, that's my thing. Like when I when I was making the argument, like to me, honestly, I feel like Kaleidoscope Dream is still one of 
Miguel's most complete R&B. Like Warren, I, I love it is Warren his most complete <laughs> for sure. I, I love Warren Leisure, but uh, as far as like the up and come that gave Miguel that that like all right, like this is the stamp of of like my because honestly, Miguel, if you if you go back and watch his interviews, Miguel really like he he put all I want is you out. He put the tape out, but it's still like they were trying to box him into a sound that what they wanted him to do. And might as far add, as like, might add, add, that sound was not horrible. That sound was not bad. <laughs> That's what the thing. Like, for a debut project, bro, for a debut project, all I want is you. I think that was a, a perfect entry to say, look, I'm here. Debut R&B. project for 2010, honestly. Solid. Solid. Very all right. Solid. So, all right. So, what would you, okay, let's do this. Let's start off with the discographies. Okay. Nostalgia Ultra, or All I Want Is You. That's so fair, man. Uh, <laughs> this is a this is a real conversation. Yeah, it's, real, it's real. It's it's Nostalgia Ultra though, and but I say that not to knock All I Want Is You at all. But but Nostalgia Ultra is. I don't know, man. Like Nostalgia Ultra. Is, songs, bro. Like. They was really ahead of his time, bro. I, like, I was gonna say that I was a little bit hesitant, but I, I agree. Nostalgia Ultra, uh, them songs, them songs were ahead of their time. Like the the content of the things that he was talking about. Um, and then you gotta think at that time, nobody even knew really the person Frank Ocean was, bro. Like, oh, like they, I'm pretty sure they knew he was a part of our future, but like, even then, he was definitely behind Tyler and Earl at that point. So. If he was his even personal, even, his if personal he was, lifestyle that he was living, you know what I'm saying. So, but no, it's I would say nostalgia ultra for a couple different reasons. One, I think to say it sounded better is hard because all I want is you didn't sound bad, but yeah, I think, it, but, I think the sound, but I think the sound of nostalgia ultra was it's more. What you want to say, like the, the melodies was kind of better or something? I'm hesitant to say polished. Because even in saying it, it's not by much, but Nostalgia Alter just sounds a little bit more put together. No, the production, the production of Nostalgia Ultra, it came, it came complete. All I, all I want is you very raw. It's very yeah. really fine. It works, but it's really raw compared to Exactly, the exactly. And that's why that's kind of what set that set apart all I want is you. From Kaleidoscope Dream, because with Kaleidoscope Dream, you got that polished sound. Like you got the full package of like, I, I like, bro. He opened up the tape with a dorm, bro. People look, people look at a dorm. Fuck that. People look at a dorm. They forget he follows a dorm up with with hit after hit after uh, hit. I'm talking about. I don't. I genuinely don't think there's a skip in that album. Maybe until like the back half, if that. If that uh, a skip, mm, let me if see. Let that, me see. I'm I'm looking right now. Uh, uh I say the only it's not a skip. <laughs> there's no skip. <laughs> nah, it's solid. Twelve, twelve in, twelve out. That's that, that's solid. It's solid. I ain't saying all the tracks are tens per se, but I they're not skips. All right, so look. So now that we're talking about Kaleidoscope Dream, we gotta yeah. bring up the comment. That Miguel made when the controversy happened when Frank Ocean Channel Orange I'll be Kaleidoscope Dream at the Grammys, which 
in, in your opinion, now that we've like this, this, both tapes have been able to age and sit, Kaleidoscope Dream or Channel Orange? After you like, like we and we, you just sit and said, twelve tracks in, Kaleidoscope Dream doesn't have no skip. If we go to Channel Orange, <laughs> because listen, listen, like, look, look, bro, you go listen. to Channel Orange. Channel Orange, you got 17 tracks. Are you sitting there telling me that you can listen to all 17 tracks with no skip without honestly being truthful to yourself that you're looking for a vibe? The same, like, with Kaleidoscope Dream, you got literally each song, you got the vibe that you was looking for. Kaleidoscope, with Channel Orange, you, okay, it's not bad, Frank. You know what I'm saying? You're going to like it. Next track, you'll be like, oh, yeah. I'm loving this. And the next track, are you sitting there saying, I'm loving this all the way through? For me? But the album was not bad. The album, it was very polished, though. It was very, it was very polished. I'm, I don't think Channel Orange, it depends on the day whether it's a no skip for me. It's close, but I wouldn't. Thank you. I wouldn't undeniably say it's a no skip, but here's why. He has a lot of he has a couple skits that take that take up track. So as far as songs, he really got about 14, 15. And I don't want to compare song for song, but they but they're very equal in terms of singles and then album cuts. They're very equal because Miguel had a dorn. Frank had Thinking About You. Thinking About You was the bigger song, but for the sake of the argument, let's just say they cancel out. Let's just, for the sake of the argument, let's just okay. say they cancel out. All right. All right. Because I'm about to say every every kid in my high school was walking oh. around singing. Oh, but I ain't hear nobody talking about something. My love, don't. Nah, I ain't hear that. It was a hit, but it wasn't getting sung like that. So. Frank had the bigger single. I also think Frank probably had the bigger anticipation for this album, but that has nothing to do with the project that came out. Um, if you go through this, I mean, Fertilizer, it's like a little skit. You could do without it, honestly, but it's not, it's not a song, so it's hard. Okay. So if, you, if you're gonna cut out skits, because I put it like this, if you cut out skits and you end up looking at it from a standpoint of, you you looking at 13 actual songs versus 12 or something like that and go song for song. I think you're gonna have a lot of it could go either ways and they'll be equal in terms of what they would undeniably win. So if I because choosing choosing to, me is off, choosing to me is off preference because I feel like they're I feel like you can't definitively say one album is better, like by any degree, definitively over the other. I think it'll be about preference. Because if you being let's let's be honest, after after the first six tracks of Channel Orange, Frank just start ripping through it. Super Rich Kid, Pilot Jones, Black <laughs> Rock, Pyramid, <laughs> Lost, White, Monks, Sierra Leone. Religion. But look, Sierra Leone and Sweet Life wasn't. I'm them two of my favorites. I, I'm, I love Sierra Leone. I'm I'm talking about like bangers at the bangers at the bangers back to back. Look seven, look seven to the end. Listen, <laughs> but, 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 and this man had a, th a three stacks feature. Come on now, a three stacks feature, bro. One of the uh, one of the best B switches. 
I've ever heard. It's probably not Frank's best beat switch. It's not actually, but what you what you, what you would think Frank's best beat switch? Nice. Okay. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I. Can we? Can we? Can we? Uh. Can we tie that? Can we? Uh. <laughs> We're gonna have to tie that debut. Pro, that. As far as debut projects, debut projects. I know. Well. Let's I say, give. This I give. Frank the South Ultra. I give Frank, I give Frank that one, and then this one is a tie. Okay, so, all right, all right, all right. So next, we gonna move in. First, we gotta think about the time gap. Let's do that. Yeah, we gotta put into consideration the time 15 gap. Fifteen and sixteen. After, after, uh, after Frank dropped Channel Orange, which was what twenty twelve, he didn't come back to when did Blonde drop? 2016, 2017? 2016. 2016. That's a four year gap. Between them four years, Miguel gave us, which I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, in my opinion, and this is where a lot of people hate me. I had an argument about this. Wild Heart wasn't the stick for me. Like, Wild Heart wasn't. I think Wild Heart is his, I ain't going to, I mean, I guess his worst album, if we're going to talk about his. I wouldn't album. even say worst. And to me, it's just his, my, my least favorable album that he released. I ain't gonna say worse. Cause well, I'm saying worse in the context of his albums. Like out of all okay. his albums, that's the worst. Right, I'm not saying it's horrible. And I was talking. I, like I was talking about that. He from this tape, it was a 13 track tape. Yeah. Out of this 13 tracks, I've only liked three or four songs. Yeah. I really like the singles. Like I like coffee. I like deal. I like what normal, what what's normal anyway. And that's probably about about it, like, I tried to have it. You said what? I didn't. What? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Bro, you're telling me you're not, so, you're, telling me, you're, not trying, you're not trying to get busy that song, bro? You're not trying to get buzzed to the song? That's what you're telling me? It just, it's like, preference, bro. It didn't stick to me. Like, I, like, and I'm, I, I literally tried to let the album grow on me time and time again, but it was just like, it's the same songs. Every time the same songs hit, it's, it ain't it. So from that, as far as that, that's his for that's his third tape. That's his third. That's his third album. Yeah. For Frank's third tape. Yeah. The man. First off, he didn't even drop that yet. He struck a deal with Apple Music and released a visual album of him not doing anything but some carpentry work. <laughs> with the album playing in the background, and Emily's was a bop. The album Endless was a bop, bro. I'm not gonna like it. Literally had everybody flocking to go get a Apple Music subscriptions again, just so they can hear new music from Frank Ocean. And did this album did not do do number? You ain't like Endless? Hey man. Oh, bro. Good tweaking. Hey man. Good tweaking. Endless cool. Good tweaking. Endless cool. 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 I don't. I don't think it's bad. You know, Bruh, I'm gonna need you after this call. I'm. I'm gonna need you to go and do what you gotta do. You know, get groovy, and I'm gonna need you to turn this album on because Endless was like that, bro. Endless was fire, bro. On what level? What do you? Was Endless better than Channel Orange? 
I wouldn't no, it wasn't. It look it's better than the styles of but that's not what we're doing here. We're competing. endless was, was better than Wild Heart. Heart. Endless was better than Wild. Fine. Endless was better than Wild Heart. But we both really don't like Wild Heart. So anything will virtually beat out Wild Heart. As but I like Endless. And that, that's not me. That's not me. Better than Alright, niggas go. There you go. There <laughs> they go. I just want to know. I just want to know where. I just want to know because endless seems to be. Nah, good. it's I not. Know. Completely endless is not better than than blind. But don't sleep on endless like it so don't have box. So incompletely is better than blind. You see. <laughs> I didn't say neither. I get, All I'm, I'm saying get, is, I get what you said. Endless got bops, bro. And I'm going to need you to go on back and, and replay it because that joint smack. For you, for you, I will revisit it and see if my stance, if my stance changes. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> so now, now we're going to catch up and we're going to get to blind. Okay. 17 tracks. A lot of tracks. <sighs> we have blind. Because, all right, so endless, we'll say endless. Lens was Frank's third album. And we'll give uh, Miguel's third album, Wild Heart. So now we got to do the comparison, which you said your favorite Miguel's album, Warren Leisure. Warren Leisure. You said what? Kaleidoscope Dream is my favorite Miguel album. I do like Warren Leisure, though. But you believe Warren Leisure is his, his most complete? Nah. <laughs> okay. All right. Because that was, that was my argument when we got on. Mine's was that Kaleidoscope is still his probably most complete album. Oh yeah. All right. The, the, so, the three sonically, I don't, I don't yeah. think you get much better than that, honestly. Uh, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Nah. So, so what we doing, right. doing? Blonde against Warren Leisure right now? Blonde against Warren Leisure. Let's let's. And I'm gonna I'm say this. I'm gonna say this because you know our boy, he, he popped up on a feature. You, you know what I'm saying with uh with Miguel called "Come Through and Trill." Yes, yeah, single. They don't miss. I would love a collab tape from them too, actually. Oh, Miguel and Cole. Yes, never gonna happen. Never gonna. It's happen. never gonna happen. But that shit will be flames. We that might get tape, it. That tape will be flames, bro. We, we we might get it on the fall off. But listen, all right. So first, yeah, one well, Lisa was fire, bro. It was. When Skywalker dropped. I let it ride this morning. I let it ride this morning. It's fine. <laughs> Skywalker is that. Skywalker is like that. Bro, when that dropped in 2017, bro. Bro, bro you Miguel, know my life was like in 2017, bro. Here's the thing, bro. Miguel, Miguel can work with a lot of artists. And I think people, like, Miguel can work with a lot of people and make it work. His yeah. range is so, his, his range is amazing. I thought him and Travis could hop on the song and do that. I did. I did. I hear that, and I'm like, I'm like Miguel. But I remember the first time I heard it, we was in my, uh, we was in my line brother car. Shout out, I was on with good people, and we was in uh, we was in the well. And um, oh my.
right. I feel the pain, brother. It's all good. All right, so. But yeah, no, it's closing. Bring it on. And I love, you know, Spliffy. And bruh, Skywalker, I was amazed. I, I was I was very impressed to see where, like, how far Miguel has came and then the, the mesh it with Travis Scott, bro. Yeah, bro. A, I'm a, it's a Travis sound, which is the thing. It's a Travis mm -hmm. sound, more than Miguel at least. But for Miguel to do what he did, it, it showed more range. And so when people have made the argument that, like, Miguel has more range, it's like, it, it's only tough because I think people don't give Frank enough credit as a rapper. Not saying he's this. That's, that's the thing. A lot of people. A lot of, you got a lot of people that's boxing in the fact that they didn't come up Tyler the Creator fans, and they're probably still not Tyler the Creator fans, right. or even uh, Future, or even what he's done with Beyonce, and like, bro, this man, yeah. don't sleep on Frank, bro. Like, his range is very... The range is uh, there. Exactly. The range, and that's what I'm saying, like, for people, like, when people make the argument or when people make a statement, like we were saying in the last episode, it's like, if y'all gonna make a statement, have some musical things to back it up. Because if it's preference, say it's preference. But if you're gonna make a statement and try to say that something is definitively better, whether it be artist, album, or whatever, give something musically that we can attest to. Like your putting facts to the side. Yes, like your facts. And then, bro, let's not discredit. A man produced too. He, he, he's a producer. He is a producer. Now, I don't know if Miguel produces. I know he plays instruments. Exactly. I, I mean, I feel like if you play your instruments, you definitely you you tap into uh, the production side as well. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to from Warren Legion and Blind, but it's I can't do it because it's like they dropped at two different times, like two different years. Yeah. I mean, it, I wouldn't say two different times, but they also both have their kind of niche. So it's yeah. always like Channel Orange and Classical Dream might be one of the closest comparisons they have because yeah. other mm -hmm. than that their their lanes differed you know once they left that which is fine i think i think warren Reacher is a little bit more a little bit more complete i i think blonde had room to be shortened and to be a little bit more cohesive i truly believe in cohesion from an album standpoint mm -hmm. um but frank has Frank has some cuts from that album that are timeless. I'm bro, talking you about got, bro, you got pink and white Nikes, Ivy, but you got Nikes. You got solo reply. I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking about the ballads. I'm talking about self control. I'm talking self control. <laughs> crazy, bro. Bro. Uh, 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 Come on, I'm saying in a in a bag. So it's hard. It, it is. It is real hard to compare. It is real hard to compare. Um, wait, my bad. Say that again. I said he was hitting us with so many transitions throughout the tape. He was just like, "Bruh." Yeah. So and the transitions were there, but I feel like if he had cut a few, cut a few things out here and there, and transitioned to certain things, and maybe not seventeen, but maybe like fourteen. Maybe I feel like I feel like thirteen, fourteen would have been been a solid for for blind because like even after you, even after the album finished, like you was just like all right, I want more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. it was the fact that you wanted more 
because the songs that he did put that was like they were a lot of them were shortened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So like yourself, like he was really on that joint giving us one minute tracks, and we just had to be satisfied with it after not hearing from him for four years. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, bro. Yeah. No, that's I, I, I agree with you. Fourteen, fourteen, solid. Frank just giving us him his mm-hmm. his sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It, it's hard to choose because because Warren Leisure was like that. I think I think people. I don't know if people slept on it per se, but it was like that from the standpoint of. Um, no, Miguel did what he had to do. Had some very, very solid features on there, and also did his thing on on tracks on his own. But I, the thing is, neither. It's funny because neither of these albums are. Actually, question for you: With this being the last, this is respectively the last album we've got from both of them. Um, is either of these works? their second best work? Because I think we both can agree on what their best works are. Is this their second best work? Because are we in agreement that Channel Orange and Colasco Dream are probably their best works? Or do you think Blonde is better than Channel Orange? So it, 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 like, I like Channel Orange more than Blonde. But I like the sound of Blonde, Blonde, like sonically, I love what Blonde brings. Um, and truthfully, I'm a big, 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 big fan of Nostalgia Ultra. So it's ranking those, it it always be kind of hard for me. It's depending on what type of day I'm feeling like. I might feel like this and say Channel Orange is the, is the number one album. Then I, a, a week later or a month later, I'm going to say Nostalgia Ultra. Or I come back and be like, nah, Blonde looks like, but so as far as ranking Frank's project, it's a toss up, bro. But I'm gonna say the, those his what he's ga- given so far is not like unless like we was to say and talk about endless. Endless wouldn't be in the top three. You know what I'm right. saying? Like I can easily rotate Brian, Nostalgia, Ultra. But if you're talking about the standpoint for albums, like I, if we're talking about album albums, I would have to say Channel Orange is more complete than Blind. But Brian brings a, a sound of Frank Ocean that's just like, bro, he can explore with so many different things and still make it sound great. So do you do you think he was more, I think he was more versatile on Channel Orange than he was blind. Not to necessarily really? say, well, because he rapped more on Channel Orange. Yeah. So um, I say versatile in the sense of he, he gave a so little bit. I agree though, I like Blonde. I love the sound of Blonde. I think that's I think if Frank was to have a pocket, that's it. But I think it's always nice for him to show that he can do more. I think Blonde wasn't an album for him to really showcase like the rapping skill, which is fine. But I think because of that and because of the time now in between when we've last really heard Frank do that, I think people forget that Frank has the ability to hold his own when it comes to rapping. For sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's hard. Um, I say, but from that last, from poor Miguel, Warren Leisure definitely, yeah, that's yeah, it. No, he has, he has, he has, he has tracks on there, and it's like you kind of. I think sometimes you forget, like if you're not a Miguel stand, or if you're not like if you don't follow Miguel, I think sometimes you forget how 
how talented he is. Like when you listen, you like, you kind of like, oh, I forgot that Miguel can do this. Like he does this. Exactly, bro. That's why, like when we was talking, when I was uh, sitting talking to you this morning before we record, I'm going through, cause I'm just like, I'm sitting back listening. I'm like, bro, it just, it just brought back memories. Like Miguel really was in his bag. Like a couple of these projects, he was really, really in his bag, bro. Like, mm -hmm. and if he, I don't, I don't want to say bottle that sound up because like these are two artists that we're talking about that their range they can bring so much to a song and it not sound the same as another song that they've done yeah so just going through uh, each of the catalogs which would you have to say is after we didn't structure them broken down not really broken down but like to just talk about the catalogs and the years of their releases what they stood for all that stuff like that which would you have to say the artist with the better catalog um strictly going off the better catalog i'm thinking i think it's frank because i think it's frank i know it's frank because frank has more complete projects as far as a better catalog mm -hmm. i think and it's not that miguel doesn't i just think if you don't kind of go album for album or just look at the discography i think that um, I think Frank, if you look at Nostalgia Ultra and Channel Orange and Blind, even in the, the flaws that may exist within those albums, I just think those are three albums that you can say definitively, like, I don't think, no, I don't think either of those albums is less than an eight out of 10. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, and Miguel, you know, and we may be the only ones that feel that way about Wild Heart, but you know, with Wild Heart being, you know, not so great to us, and then, you know, he has Kaleidoscope Dream and he has All I Want Is You, which is decent, but, you know, isn't on the same level. And then he has One Leave, which is really good. But um, I don't think it has spots where it misses necessarily. But I think Miguel, Miguel is one of those artists who within an album has more songs that might stand out usually. Like we, we agree, Frank um, has more singles. His singles never flop. They always stick. Uh, I would... I would argue potentially I, we would have to maybe do, we would have to maybe do some more research on Frank's features. Cause I don't, cause Frank is not much of a feature artist for real, for real. But Miguel has some very notable features. Um, so I, and I think that's something to consider. We know they both probably could, but um, I think that's just something to consider too. But as, that's just catalog wise, as far as better artists, that's, it's really tough for me to say, cause it's really tough to, Artistry is, like, artistry is something that's really hard to compare. You know what I'm saying? So it's really hard to who's the better artist or who makes better art, because that's all subjective. Respectively, I'm gonna have to say, catalog, I'm gonna go with Frank, but re respectively for both artists, I feel like it's a tie. Um, I'm gonna be I, I wouldn't want to choose between artists, yeah. I'm gonna, like, it was a, like the discussion was, was definitely fruitful and, um, for those who probably that's watching this have never even delve into delve into both of the their their catalogs, like sure. the reason why it's so hard because they're they're just that good in their lanes, like they're they're that great at making music in their lane and in the avenue. So artistry wise, I'm gonna have to say it's a tie. Who's the better artist? Neither one. I can't just go out there and just be like, man, Frank watching uh, Miguel and Miguel's watching Frank or anything. But catalog, you talk about complete bodies. Frank has it. Frank has the complete bodies. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. 
That's real. Well, no, nah, man, this was a great episode. Uh, we also gonna have a treat for y'all too after this episode. We was gonna do it uh, on this episode, but it just won't be the same because we won't be able to play the songs. But what we gonna do is we each gonna construct a 20 song playlist, if you will, for one of the artists. Jesse took Frank, I got Miguel. So what we gonna do is we gonna set that up and we gonna let y'all scorecard it and see what y'all would do if they was to do, you know, something along the lines of like a versus battle or whatever. So we're going to provide the playlist, y'all score it. Then on top of that, we're going to give y'all the actual playlist with the songs, you know, at Oscar's as well. We're trying to just get to the people because that's what the interlude is about. So, you know, that's what we got for y'all. We got another R&B conversation coming up for y'all too. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, man, it's the interlude. And uh, we, we just getting started, big dog. So, uh, get her. Peace.